Information. She's full of it. Things to do, places to visit, and the stories behind the people in our community. That's a lot of information. Throw in a little news and pop culture. That's too much information. You have TMI with Teresa. What have I told you about over here? TMI with Teresa. We're all guilty of TMI. TMI. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. This has been a really crazy last few days. Everyone has been watching the coronavirus updates, figuring out what's going on, how to stay safe, how to try and be sanitary, washing your hands. And then the last few days, it just went to the next level. Coachella, Stagecoach, all of those things are being postponed. South by Southwest was canceled. Here in Kansas City, our St. Patrick's Day Parade and the Snake Saturday Parade were canceled. The NBA suspended its season. The NHL announced that it's pausing the 2019-2020 season. Major League Baseball has canceled the rest of spring training and pushing back opening day. Major League Soccer, they've even put that on hold, suspending play for 30 days. The NCAA canceled their men and women's basketball tournaments. My own son went through a personal heartbreak this week where he's been planning since the end of last school year. His band and choir at his school has been planning this huge trip to Walt Disney World and they were supposed to leave this past Thursday, literally two hours before they were supposed to load up on that bus, the administration, the school administration decided to cancel it. Um, I've never seen so many heartbroken kiddos in my life, but it turned out to be a good thing because then a few hours after that, Disneyland, Walt Disney World announced that they were going to close uh, Universal Studios. Um, So it's definitely, I've never seen anything like this before. Also here in Kansas City, Planet Comic Con has decided to push back their event. Which brings me to this week's show. I wanted to highlight Lon Davis and his incredible organization, Walkin and Rollin'. He builds really beautiful, elaborate costumes for kids in wheelchairs. Every year he has reveals and he has a booth at Planet Comic Con Kansas City. And so that is the reason for the timing of this interview. I wanted to talk about what he was going to be doing. Well, Planet Comic Con, Kansas City, instead of happening March 20th through the 22nd as originally planned, they've announced that that weekend will not happen. And then in their release, they say we will be shifting our efforts to our new event dates, which will be in late summer or early fall of 2020. And then that announcement will come in the next few days. They haven't confirmed anything yet. So I wanted to go ahead and play this interview, though, because it's very important that you hear about walk-in and roll-in and what they do because they just do so much good for kids that really need to have that extra joy in their life. It is special for what they do for the families. Keep that in mind as we're as you're hearing me talk to Lon about his organization. I might mention Planet Comic Con Kansas City here and there. It has been pushed back. You can go to their website, which is planetcomiccon.com. Kind of explain to the audience these amazing elaborate costumes that you build. Tell me how it was all inspired by your son and what exactly was the moment that you got the idea? Well, it started, uh, my son got his first wheelchair when he was three years old and he wanted to be Wally for Halloween. And I didn't really know, I knew I couldn't buy a costume for him. So I, I thought, well, I can just build one for him out of a, a Dell computer box. And, you know, I found one that would fit around him in his wheelchair and I just started putting it together, painting it. I didn't really think anything you know, about the future of how this would change my life or anything. But, you know, we built the costume. My son helped me, even though he was three years old, he, he wouldn't let me work on it unless he was in the costume at the time and kind of helped from the inside while I was helping from the outside. And, 
and we just kind of made this collaborative type of project working on it. When we finished it, we started posting pictures on social media, you know, sharing it with our friends, and then they started sharing it, and they started sharing it, and it started to kind of go viral a little bit. And we started getting requests from people all over the nation that we didn't know saying, hey, can you build these for my kid? And we didn't really think anything of it. We were just like, we're not going to start this. We're not going to build them for a bunch of people. And the next year, Reese wanted me to build him a Buzz Lightyear costume. And so I, I built one that was like the claw machine with uh, the claw coming down and picking him up. You know, he wanted him wanted it to pick him up out of the out of his wheelchair by his head, and, like like with know, all the little aliens and stuff. Oh yeah, all the <laughs> aliens were around him and everything, and and uh, you know, so I built that for him, and we took pictures, put it on social media, and the same thing happened. We started getting all these requests again, and we just thought it was kind of funny that you know all these strangers wanted us to build these costumes for him, and it kept going. And every year we would we would take these costumes to Planet Comic Con. And, you know, just kind of drive around and, you know, get pictures with everyone. No big deal. And in 2014, we were approached by the people at Planet Comic Con and they said, you guys do these amazing costumes. Would you guys be willing, if we gave you a booth next year for free, would you showcase your costumes and just kind of show people what you've done and, you know, just just kind of just share it? And we thought, absolutely, we'd love to do that. And so for the for the year until the next Comic Con, we started talking about it. We were thinking, you know, instead of just showing them, maybe maybe we should actually kind of look at building them for other people. And we knew that anyone with a child with special needs that have a wheelchair, there's a lot of expense that goes with that and medical expenses and things. And we knew that these costumes are not cheap. And so if we were to do it, most of these families are not going to be able to afford one of these costumes because they're not the $20 costumes that you can get at stores for your kid. On average, they cost about $250 to build in materials. And so we knew that if we were going to do this for families, we had to figure out a way to make them for free. We came up with the concept of could we do this? Could we do it with donations and sponsors in order to help keep the costumes free and then have volunteers help build these costumes for families? And so in 2015, when we had our booth at Planet Comic Con, we didn't really know how it would work or if it would, if it would launch and, you know, if people would, would accept it and latch onto it. It ended up being a huge success and everyone stopped by our booth. They started dropping in money. They started signing up as volunteers. They just, they wanted to get involved. They wanted to help kids build these costumes. And that was the start of walking and rolling costumes. What is your background? Are you just a dad that's going to do anything you can to meet your son's need? Or are you kind of crafty? Like, do you have some kind of a background where you build things or design things? I'm not 3D design. I actually, I went to the Kansas City Art Institute. I went there to become a Disney animator. I do have an art background, but building my son's wheelchairs was the first time I ever started doing 3D art and building things like that. So this was all new for me. Uh, a lot of learning on the job kind of thing. But each costume that we build, you know, we try and learn new techniques and, and new experiences. And, you know, I learned from a lot of the volunteers that help build these costumes. They've taught us many things as well. So, you know, I pick up from them and, and learn new skills and apply them to future costumes for other kids. Side note, in the many years that we've talked, I never knew that you went to school to be an animator for <laughs> Disney. That's going to have to be a whole other conversation that you and I have to have. I am a huge Disney freak, so I'm just going to bury that for a moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's talk about then how, you know, you said that you have these re these reveals and then 
they, I mean, I know why Planet Comic Con Kansas City said, let's keep doing this and we're going to work with you and give you a booth because it brings so much joy. I love being there and watching these reveals. And can you share some of the more elaborate ones that you have done? For example, I was there the year that you revealed an entire Ghostbusters car. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have done Ghostbusters Ecto-1. That was a huge reveal there on the Planet Comic Con stage. We had tons of Ghostbusters cosplayers there to help with the reveal. That was uh, three-year-old Colson that we gave that one to. That's part of the fun of it, because since Planet Comic Con Kansas City is a place where grown-ups can also dress up in costumes, it's cool that you had all these people volunteer to be part of the experience. Yeah, we. I mean, we always try and make the, the reveals something special. Last year, we had a boy that was, uh, his name was Blue, and he wanted a, a Bumblebee Transformer costume. And so we had, we had the costume that was being revealed to him, but then we also had a cosplayer that was there that had built, I, I'm not even sure how tall it was, it was like eight or nine feet tall of Bumblebee. And so he was walking around as Bumblebee, and he came and helped us with the reveal for it. And so Blue was sitting there in a Bumblebee you know, Camaro costume, standing next to an eight or nine foot tall bumblebee and he was just he couldn't believe it he was like he got his picture with bumblebee and everything so we always try and make the reveals you know larger than life for these kids it's not just about the costume it's the whole experience you can see the joy in the children's faces and i'm sure they tell you thank you what do you Mm -hmm. hear from the parents because i i would think that they could probably express a little gratitude that's probably different from what the children are telling you the the parents there's usually a lot of tears. Yeah. Um, they're very emotional about it. They usually do not, they've never had something like this happen for their kids. You know, their kids are usually stared at and looked at in environments like Planet Comic Con for a completely different reason. And for a lot of times, for the first time, their kids are looked at as all the other kids. They basically get to experience something just like other kids do. And it's, it's something that they have always wanted for their kids to do is, is to be like other kids. It's that inclusion that they are they're wanting for their kids their whole lives. And something that it's that, that icebreaker where their kids are no longer thought of as the kid in a wheelchair, but just another kid with a cool costume. It's just something that is is very emotional for the for the parents, and they just a lot of times they have a hard time putting it into words. Well, and I would think you have a really unique perspective when you first started going around to engineering departments and people at schools and getting your crews to help you build these. Maybe they weren't familiar with exactly you know how does the the wheelchair work and how does it move and what do we need to create and you having a son in a wheelchair and you doing the first costumes all by yourself you probably Mm -hmm. could say well this works and that doesn't work and it's kind of a trial and error thing right correct and we've had like when we go to schools and stuff a lot of times the the schools will get wheelchairs on their own and we'll have the students you know like spend a spend a day in the wheelchair you know, try going to classes and things in wheelchairs. And, you know, like, we know our school is wheelchair accessible, but it's hard to open doors. It's hard to get your lunch when you're trying to drive and have your lunch on your lap and not spill anything. And, you know, they start to realize it's not as easy as you think. Yeah, you're sitting all day, but it's not the same as as you think it is. And they start to get a new appreciation for life in a wheelchair. And it kind of changes their outlook. 
And we've had a lot of businesses that have attempted that as well. And, and sometimes when we go to businesses to talk to them, my son will come with me and he'll, he'll talk to them as well. And they will, they will ask him more questions than they ask me <laughs> just how things, you know, different types of costume questions. And if we do this, are you still able to drive? Does this affect how you, how you sit? Is, is it difficult if we do this or this? And, and Reese is very open. He'll say, you know, I wouldn't do it that way. And here's why. And he loves answering questions and helping people design things. That's awesome. See, I, I knew that you were, <laughs> you were giving these high school age kids a unique opportunity to do something that's just really special and to give back. But I, I never even thought about the fact that you're giving them a lesson in inclusion. And, mm-hmm. um, and looking at it from someone else's point of view. Right. That's really great. So what are we going to have at Planet Comic Con Kansas City this year? We, are the, we have a booth in the PEZ, which is the Planet Entertainment Zone. So it's on the north end of Bartle Hall. We'll have a big 10 by 20 foot booth. We'll have three costumes on display. Uh, we'll have our Splash Mountain costume, uh, which is our only interactive costume that we've ever built. Uh, Reese drives around in that one. He's in the front of it. And then if you want your picture with him, you actually have to get in the back of the costume like you're going down Splash Mountain. And uh, we'll take your picture. It's really fun. You're speaking my Disney language. (laughs) That makes me so excited. (laughs) It is. It plays the entire 12-minute soundtrack of the ride. So you you can hear him coming down the aisle. It's a really popular costume. So, And that is one that Reese completely designed on his own sketched it out and he he said dad this is what we're building and so we built that one and then the other two costumes that we'll have on display are tron light cycles both of my kids will be driving those around they play the tron legacy soundtrack and they light up and hopefully they will not be crashing into each other but you never know (laughs) does disney Uh, are are they aware of some of the things you're building yeah what do they say a lot of times we work with some of the studios. Like when we did the Ghostbusters Ecto-1, uh-huh. uh, we actually reached out to Sony Pictures and they were very eager to help. They were like, what do you need? We told them what we were building and they said, let, it, let us help what we can. They sent us the Ghostbusters backpack, the proton pack to include in the costume. And then they actually sent us all of the actual artwork for the costume or for the Ecto-1 that was used in the movie. So we could make the stickers and everything. We scaled them down to the size of the costume. So all of the logos and signs and things that are on the Ecto-1 were actually from the original Ecto-1. And so while the studios, you know, they they don't necessarily um, financially help us or support us, they do help us in their own way, you know, giving us artwork and uh, sometimes proton packs, things Mm -hmm. like that. So I just want to know if they're impressed do. with what you do, because they should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we don't charge for our costumes or anything. So it's not like we're making a profit off of the costumes that we build or anything. So, right. you know, we don't get any cease and desist orders from them or anything like that. They're in support of us. It's nice to work with them and, and uh, they provide anything that, that, we, that they can to help us with their costumes. What about the actual manual labor part of it, is it only schools that you work with or do you just find organizations that are willing to help and have experience? And do you have to be some kind of a design group or engineer group? Can you just come in and say, look, I've got two hands and I'm willing to work hard. Can I help out? Yep. Anyone can help out. 
Uh, we have had any type of company. I mean, we've, we've had engineering companies. We've had Boy Scout troops. Uh, we've had church groups. We've had any, you name it, we've, we've had them sign up. They can sign up on our website as a volunteer group or as an individual volunteer and uh, puts them into our volunteer database. And then when we have a, a child sign up for a costume, then I will try and pair them up, you know, look in their area, you know, whatever city the child is in, then I'll look at all the volunteers in that general vicinity and notify them, say, hey, I've got this child, this is the costume they want. Are there any of these volunteers that would be interested in working on this costume? And then they can, you know, email me back saying, hey, I want to do that costume. And then I work on introducing the two, the volunteer and the family and getting them started getting it all set up so that they can get going on the costume. How does that make you feel when you have all of these community organizations and individuals wanting to help you? It takes a lot of load off my back <laughs> trying to build so many costumes. And, you know, I love getting as many costumes made as I can. Uh, you know, the more, the better. Every year we build more and more costumes. Last year we hit a milestone. It was our fifth Halloween and we built our 100th costume for kids. And so that was a, a really great milestone to hit. We're hoping to build even more this year. We'll see how high we get this Halloween. And didn't you say, because I know you've built a, a really famous uh, Ant-Man costume, and didn't you say mm -hmm. that Paul Rudd even, like someone showed it to him or he knows about it? We built our first Ant-Man costume, which had moving legs. So as, as my son would drive around in it, each leg of the ant would walk. You know, it looked like the ant was running around as, as he drove his wheelchair. My son was invited to throw out the first pitch at the Royals game at one of the big slick events here in Kansas City. And he was going to be throwing the first pitch to Paul Rudd. So when he went there, he brought an 8 by 10 photo of the Ant-Man costume that, that he did. And he showed it to Paul Rudd. And, and Paul Rudd was just like, this is you? I can't believe that's you. I was on a movie set two weeks ago, and somebody showed me this exact picture. He goes, I can't believe I'm meeting you. This is this is the picture I was shown, and this is you. And he was so excited, and uh, so he autographed the photo for Reese and and got to got to keep it. I wonder when someone just showed him a photo on the set. I wonder if he even knew that it had some kind of a tie to Kansas City yeah, at the time. He might not have, but yeah, we we actually built a because Reese has grown and got a new wheelchair, and so that old Ant Man costume doesn't fit anymore. And so he built a new Ant Man costume that now has wings that he flies and everything. And so last year we went to C2E2 in Chicago and got to meet Paul Rudd again and showed him that costume. And so now Paul Rudd, we have a photo of that as well. And, and that'll, that's actually in our booth that you'll see at Planet Comic Con. It's on one of our banners. What a special and, uh, memory. <laughs> that's great. I got off track a little bit. You were talking about the Splash Mountain and the Tron. Did we actually talk about the ones you're revealing? Are those costumes nope. that you already have? <laughs> we have one that we're revealing on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. That'll be on the Pez stage. It's actually being built by the Blue Valley Caps program. So the kids, the high school kids in Blue Valley, they are building a Princess Poppy costume from the Trolls movie. They're building it for a seven-year-old girl named Autumn. So she will get to see her costume at the same time everyone else does. It will be revealed to her live on stage at 11 a.m. How timely. So. The sequel's coming out in April. Did you plan that exactly. or is it completely <laughs> accidental? <laughs> I don't know. And I haven't even seen it either. So I don't know if it has a little bit of the sequel in it or if it's just Poppy herself. I don't know if it's kind of based off the first movie or the second movie. So it might be. We'll is that kind of fun see. when you get a group and say, okay, you guys are in charge of this one and then it's even a surprise to you? It is fun. I mean, you know, it's just kind of exciting to see what, what the other teams come up with. 
especially at our you know Halloween party in in October when we reveal so many costumes and and I only know about like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Comic Con, that's the only one that's going to be revealed. Okay. But then we're also doing a presentation on Sunday at noon where we're not going to be revealing a costume, but we're going to be doing a lot of stories about some of the kids that we have helped. Might be some tearjerker stories. You never know. I'm going to say there but, will. <laughs> <laughs> but happy um, tears. But happy tears. We'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about kind of how we do our costumes, how we build them, how you can get involved. So it'll be more kind of an information just about our organization, our workshops, and things like that. Oh, so I didn't realize that you actually put on workshops just to teach yes. people? Okay. How many of those uh, do you usually do a year? Typically, we do them around September to get ready for Halloween, but we're actually doing one in April this year. We're doing one April 4th and 5th, and it's going to be at Hammerspace in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. It's one where we will actually be building somewhere between five and seven costumes in a weekend. It's a volunteer workshop. Anyone come doesn't cost any money to go to it. So you can come there. You can sign up on our website just so that we kind of have an idea of how many people are coming. So you know, please RSVP if you do plan on coming. And um, we basically will have duplicates of all the wheelchairs that the kids have that we're building for. And then we'll have all the materials, the plans, everything. So when you when you get there, you get to choose which costume you want to work on. And day one, you start building the framework for it, figuring out the PVC frame to go around the wheelchair, figuring out kind of how the skeleton will work. And then day two, you start skinning that and getting all the, the decorations and final touches on it. That sounds it's, fun. It's a, it is. It's a lot of fun. Um, it goes fast, but it's also very rewarding. I know that one of the costumes that's going to be built that during that weekend is going to be based on the movie A League of Their Own. You got my brain rolling. What, what uh -huh. Can you explain what it is or is it kind of a secret? Well, it's, it's still kind of being worked on with the parents because it's actually, it's for a boy. Okay. Um, their whole family is doing A League of Their Own theme for Halloween. And so the, the boy has a sister and so she's going to be dressed as one of the players and you know each family member is a different person from the movie and so we're still working out on what the boy in the wheelchair is going to be is he maybe going to be tom hanks <laughs> well that that's one of the thoughts is you know is he going to be you know jimmy dugan the yeah. tom hanks character and are we making his wheelchair kind of the dugout yeah um so <gasps> that sounds so creative and fun a dugout uh -huh. i wouldn't have thought of that <laughs> your brain works in different directions than mine does yours is better well, we try and make, you know, we try and not make them quite as obvious. Usually people come up with the very first thing that comes to mind. You know, like when we say we're building a Buzz Lightyear costume, everyone immediately goes to, we'll build Buzz Lightyear spaceship. Whereas, you know, we, we think about, well, what about the claw machine or something? You know, yeah. we try and think of more or less scenes from the movies mm -hmm. instead of uh, individual vehicles. However, some movies just kind of automatically go to the vehicles like the Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Right, you just, right. You kind of have to build the Ecto-1 if makes you're doing sense, a Ghostbusters yeah. costume. And it's the coolest thing. Come on. <laughs> With a little yeah. siren and everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, do, you wouldn't want to do anything else from Ghostbusters. No, definitely not. So how can people, re like if there's a child that needs a costume, what's that process? Do they just go to your website and submit a request or how does it work? Yes, yeah, so you go to our website and there's an application form on our website. You fill out the application. 
It's not a long application. Um, it basically gets a little bit of information about not only the child, but also what the child wants to be, because the child always picks their own costume. We don't assign them a costume or anything like that. They pick what they want to be. And then uh, we ask a little bit about their wheelchair itself. Do they have access to drive themselves or uh, do the parents need access to the handles behind them? Uh, things like that. What type of wheelchair? You know, What brand is it? And then we ask for them to upload a picture of them in their wheelchair just so that we kind of have an idea of what we're working with. Once they submit the application, that puts them in the queue as to our database of how many costumes uh, are waiting for, for builders. I would guess you and have a pretty I, good waiting list. We do have a waiting list. You can actually see the waiting list on our website as well. Unfortunately, we always have more kids waiting than we do have builders. So every Halloween, we do have kids that we aren't able to build their costumes for because we just don't have enough resources, both monetary and volunteer-wise. Well, we're talking so, to all of Kansas City and the world, actually, once I upload this to our podcast. So anyone listening who is willing to help and donate and let's uh, let's eliminate this wait list, you can go to the website, right. walkinroland.org, and it's spelled W-A-L-K-I-N, not a, not a G, just walkinroland.org. I want to get a bunch of people to volunteer and be willing to help you so that you don't Absolutely. always have a wait list. That would be awesome. Let's yeah, just I pretend think- that there wasn't a wait list. What would mm-hmm. be the what would be the time frame? Like how long does it take to <laughs> the whole process? Like here's the application, here's a costume. Sure. We need to get it done. Once we pair them up with a volunteer, we say it typically takes three months because you know, once we pair them up, then that starts the process where we ask for First, we, we want to get uh, a lot of photos of the child in the wheelchair from all different angles. Uh, and, and I'm saying this based on if we have to, this is the longest uh, scenario. So if we have to ship a costume, we would need to get multiple photos from all different angles. Then they send us the photos. Then we do a bunch of sketches based on those photos and their costume requests. And we send the, fo- the sketches to the family so that they can decide, you know, we kind of narrow down, do you like this? Do you want, do you need any changes? Are there certain things, you know, that the child might not like? For example, if, if it's a costume that goes over their head, does the child not want something over their head? Do they need to be out? The parents know better than what the child is, is comfortable with. And so, you know, we, we narrow it down until we get a, a sketch that the family is happy with. Then once that is figured out then we use the photos to figure out what measurements we need you know where we're going to attach the costume we actually mark on the photos we say okay we need measurements from here to here and from here to here and we send those photos back with all the the list of measurements that we need the family will send us back with all those measurements then we start the construction We, we have to order all the parts and the supplies that we need for that particular costume we start construction, and that can take anywhere. F- that's usually about a four to six week process of building. And uh, then once that is done, then we would ship the costume to them. So here's what we need, people. <laughs> we need yeah. uh, we need volunteers who are willing to work <laughs> and make costumes. We need people who are willing to be generous and donate to make it happen. And you can get all that info and sign up, or you can request a costume at walkinroland.org. That's also where you can get the info about the workshops that Lon talked about. And that's walkinroland.org. Lon, I can't just, I can't express to you 
how special I think what you do is. And just thank you for, um, you know, for making so many kids have a smile on their face. Thank you very much. Big thanks again this morning to Lon Davis from walkinrolling.org. Again, that is walkinrolling.org. And remember that throughout this interview, we may have mentioned Planet Comic Con Kansas City uh, several times. It was supposed to happen March 20th through the 22nd, but because of everything going on with COVID-19, that has been pushed back to either summer or early fall of 2020. You can go to their website, which is planetcomiccon.com. Thanks for listening to TMI with Teresa. Production and voice imaging by DJ Sod and Connor Quinn. Get episode updates and read Teresa's blog at TMIWithTeresa.com. Oh.